Hello and welcome to the Football Heavy Podcast, a special Thanksgiving edition. Matt, it's been a little bit. Yes, and it, it's happened. The Giants fired Jason Garrett. We're, we're back. We're back. Giants have fired Jason Garrett. A monumental occasion. That we're back. That they little, fired. Little will change <laughs> That the they Giants. fired Jason Garrett. No, that, that we're back i didn't know which was gonna happen first whether or not they fired garrett i actually thought we'd we would record again first naturally Uh, i assumed that would be the case i thought he was riding out the year i thought he was gonna keep the job next year um but they pulled the trigger and um it did have to happen sure but it won't make a difference um the fact that they're putting it all on coaching is literally ridiculous so the um monday night football telecast highlighted just how much it's not only on coaching on the Giants' <laughs> first very good drive that they stalled out uh, with yeah. the field goal. They Which have, has been a familiar occurrence throughout the year. They're a mediocre – I mean, they haven't been mediocre recently, but in general they're a mediocre offense, right? But they once they get in the red zone, they completely and totally um, shit the bed. And uh, that was a problem last year. So is Garrett the problem? He's definitely a huge part of it. But um, if anyone thinks it's going to solve their problems, which I don't think anyone does, it's ridiculous. So it was third and whatever – uh, they were inside the 15, I believe. On the first drive? This is the first drive okay. the, that they wound up selling for a field goal. They had trips to the left of Daniel Jones, um, and the uh, Bucks were in a two high, and they sent uh, a go route on the outside, essentially a go on the middle receiver, um, and then Galladay, who was in the slot, I believe, ran a post, a deep post, mm. into the end zone, basically trying to, like hoping they were in cover two and trying to expose uh both of the deep safeties and maybe getting one of the receivers uh ISO'd by himself. They did. Galladay ran free because the safety took the bite on um what? I guess he he made a little move to make it think mm. he was going straight and then he cut it out to the outside. Jones is right towards the corner of the end zone. Jones threw it to the receiver that was covered on the outside, I believe it was Kadarius Tony. Um wound up th- overthrowing him um out of bounds. Which, when you see it, it's like, oh, okay, it wasn't a bad play. So Galladay was wide open. Mm-hmm. The play worked. That's not coaching, right? So yeah. you have this issue where you want to blame the coaches because the game plan is shit. And sure, that's fine. That's accurate. I mean, why the hell are they insisting on running plays where Kenny Galladay and Evan Ingram run flat routes and um, Saquon Barkley is getting six rushing attempts per game? Now, where they don't, I expected Saquon to be heavily involved in the passing game. I think Little he had swing like five passes, or six targets. He had he had a few catches too, but I really expected to see him be involved in screens and swing passes, I'm, just I'm, to get him the ball in his hands in space, try to beat those guys. What, so he dance? I'm sick of him too. This is the NFL. You cannot dance your way into a 60 yard gain every carry, especially when you're yeah. coming off of two back to back seasons with significant leg injuries. One, of course, being the torn ACL that kept him out all of last year. Earlier this year, the New York media was giving Barkley shit because he continued to dance in in holes, right? So the Giants' line's not great, but they would open up holes where he could get three to five-yard gains, right? And he'd dance in them, and then he'd get anywhere from a two-yard loss to a two-yard gain. And and the Giants doubled down and said, no, no, we like his running style. That's how we want him to run. Mm. He's he's skipping holes in an effort to bounce everything outside. He won't hit a hole. That won't work. Um, um, It's the NFL. Everyone's too good. Will you bust one sometime? Sure. But and you, you have to take the four, five, six-yard gain when it's there. 
every time you don't do that, you put more pressure on Daniel Jones. Right. Has Daniel Jones seemed like the quarterback that's handled pressure well? <laughs> Not particularly. Um, I was watching a Brian Baldinger clip. Uh, this was a third down. I don't know when it was in the game. And the Buccaneers w- were showing pressure, rushed three, dropped into zone, and the Giants ran man beaters it was a lot of, it was a mesh concept and the wide receivers beat themselves they all actually met in the middle of the field and no one was looking for the quarterback and as one would expect Solder gave up pressure that led to Daniel Jones just kind of like falling back and just throwing it into the dirt it just kind of felt like the, the offense that I kind of expect yeah it's the offense that it is Right, so the only place that you probably thought you had a true separator was Barkley. But regardless of what you think of him, he's not right, like health wise. Really? Then, well, he, he's coming off of an ACL. Mm. Everyone not named Adrian Peterson needs a whole year to really be good again yeah. after that torn ACL. Um, but he was nursing something else too, right? Well, he he had that rolled ankle from week five. Um, that's apparently fine, and it makes sense that it is. He didn't do anything crazy to that. He just probably well, you saw it, it was swollen up like a. Oh a yeah. Um, on the sideline, but you know that healed and he's back now. I assume that's not an issue for him. Just the general lack of burst from uh, recovering from a torn ACL, that surgically repaired knee, is it, it's you know it's just keeping him a notch slower. But Barkley a notch slower makes him like everyone else. So this whole I'm going to uh, dance and shake and shimmy in a hole is ridiculous. Hit the hole, get three to five yards, and set yourself up for good second and third downs. It's insane. Um, and now this they're doing Kitchens. Now, Kitchens had half of the year. Uh, Baker oh, he's year. the... He will be the de facto play okay. caller. I don't think they've named him acting offensive coordinator, right. but he's he's going to be the play I caller. I forgot he was on the forward. staff. Yeah, he's been their tight ends coach since uh, getting a stanky boot from the Browns mm. as head coach. Um, Evan Ingram has really shown <laughs> since Kitchens took over. Yeah, Evan Ingram has gotten worse under Freddie Kitchens, and Kyle Rudolph went from Pro Bowl caliber <laughs> tight end to literally scrub. Um, so, yeah. Solid we, block. This is going to be great. Um, Kitchens had a good half year uh, taking advantage of a quarterback's raw talent, which Baker had. I mean, he might still have it. His shoulders all messed up. Um, and then they gave him the head coaching job, which was probably not smart. But... Um, Regardless, he's the Giants guy for the rest of the year. He's not going to keep this job because even if he does a great job, I'm sorry, it's not all coaching, especially on the offense. Defense, I mean, in general, I do think that that's more coaching. But no matter what, they rushed three or six against Tampa on Monday night. They could not get to Tom Brady. It was ridiculous. Um, I almost don't blame them for playing so much, um, what, like three and four uh, rush defenses on third down because they weren't getting there and at least they were getting some stops when they um had brady in third and long and they dropped everyone you know the defense being bad is more frustrating there's more talent there there Um, is like you just look at individual players they're supposed to a lot of these players are supposed to be good some of these players are playing really well leonard williams is having little to no help and he's he's getting again monday notwithstanding tampa game notwithstanding he's getting a good push um Quincy Roche, who they they signed off waivers from the Steelers, has been a huge bright spot in the pass rush. Aziz Ojolari would be, would be, in the conversation for Defensive Rookie of the Year if Micah Parsons didn't exist. But he does, so, you know, that's that's already a wrap. James Bradbury, Blake Martinez got hurt, but he was playing well. Logan Ryan's on the COVID list, but he was playing well. Xavier McKinney's having a Pro Bowl caliber year. 
I mean, it, it sucks. And I, I, that I do blame on scheme. And why is their defense not taking advantage of the man coverage talent that this team clearly has on it and running all this zone? But against Brady, you probably needed to run all that zone. I don't know. They're frustrating. They're bad. Um, I, if I'm the Giants, if I'm John Mara, who I'm sick of as well, which is ridiculous, <laughs> complaining about Tom class Brady. act, class organization. I'm sick of a, <laughs> what did it, I'm sick of a conservative owner who hires conservative GMs, who hires conservative head coaches to put on conservative staffs to run conservative game plans for conservative quarterbacks. I'm over it. I'm oh, actually Eli, a young Eli was not a conservative quarterback, and Jones. I don't know if Jones wants to be. Jones threw 24 touchdowns in his. Rookie year, 24 to 12. Decent ratio for a rookie quarterback. Looked pretty good most of the time. Yeah, turned, you would take that. Turned the ball over a lot because he fumbled a lot. Since those were two years and two-thirds, or I'm sorry, we're a year and two-thirds in, he's thrown 24 touchdowns since his rookie year. It's horrendous. Um, no step forward. No no clout whatsoever. Whatever. If you're going to keep Jones, which I'm starting to think it's not, and it's not going to happen. It's a no for me, dog. Um, but if you're going to keep Jones, you cannot have Joe Judge be the head coach of this team. Can't have it. If you're going to roll with Jones and you bring in a new head coach who says, I want that guy, all right, I'll give it a year. Let's see what happens, right? If you want to keep Judge, which I think is the thing the Giants want to do, then I want to see a trade for Russell Wilson, Aaron mm. Rodgers. I know they're not going to go for Deshaun Watson. I don't necessarily blame them. They're not talented enough to give up five first and second round picks. Um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, um, hell, I'll settle. Well, I don't want Jameis so much. Um, a- anyone, any legitimate veteran quarterback that's going to become available, it's really Rodgers and Wilson that people are expecting, other than Deshaun. And, you know, it's weird. Hell, they want to take a flyer on Tua, but I actually think Tua's just doing the Daniel Jones thing over again, right? Mm. Like, you've got a guy who hasn't looked like he's totally up to NFL speed, and you're bringing him onto a team that's a work in progress. I, I, there's I think no you're talent right. for this team to compete for a playoff spot with a legitimate like top level what uh performances from your head coach from your quarterback i don't even think gettleman's done that bad of a job but he's got to go because he wasted picks on jones and barkley yeah i saw something one of the instagram accounts i was following it was kind of it was razzing them for you know passing on quentin nelson that one is where i think they really screwed up because you know what they could have done in that draft was take Quentin Nelson and get Nick Chubb. Could have done that. <laughs> How different would this look? Maybe It might look the same. Quentin Nelson, though, is a can't-miss, like, once-in-a-generation talent. He's very good. Um, he's and actually, he's awesome. At, and when you look at Nick Chubb's performances, he is a true separator at the running back position in every metric. Every metric other than stats, because the Browns don't give him touches, like Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor mm. or Christian McCaffrey get touches. Um but his efficiency numbers are ridiculous, and the Browns have not. They do have a good O line now, and they did. Yes, last they year, do. But they didn't always, and he's been performing at this high level pretty much from the jump. Um, so you could argue that Chubb is a better. He's certainly a better NFL running back than Barkley because you want to know why? He hits holes. Yeah, hits holes, gets downfield, and then once the defense gives him a scene, hits that too. Yeah, and he's got breakaway speed. Yeah, so did Barkley, but he refuses to hit holes. I. If you could somehow turn Barkley into a second-round pick this offseason, which unless he has a huge final six games, I don't see how it's going to happen, final seven games. But man can dream. If if a team, if a playoff team from this year was offering a late second, you would be interested? I, I would get rid of Barkley for any reasonable cost because I don't want to pay I him. think you could only really feel good about a second. I'd settle for a third. 
If you get a second, that's a big win. I'm sorry, but what are you going to do with this guy? He's hurt. I hate his running style, Mm. and I don't. They they won't even correct it. They literally came out and said, "No, no, no. Yeah, that's not what he does. Uh, It 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 doesn't work. It doesn't work. He's not Barry Sanders. Do you want to know why? I know he's not Barry Sanders because this is year four, and he doesn't have Barry Sanders numbers. He's not (laughs) Barry Sanders. Um, Could have he been Barry Sanders? That was the comp, but he's not. He is not Barry Sanders. So let's stop kidding ourselves with this ridiculous run around the field and I'm going to make everyone miss, especially when you're coming off an injury and hit the goddamn hole. If Freddie Kitchens tells Barkley to do that, he deserves to keep the job. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to find anyone better, especially if they're going to keep Judge. Um, That's why I was lamenting the recent Jordan Howard injury because... He's hitting holes. He's hitting the holes. He's getting five yards a clip. Yeah, they're they're running the ball well. Oh my god, they got they happened. got over nine hundred yards in the last Sirianni's four games. Here. I don't know. It's, it's I mean, it's, maybe the maybe the running backs or no, maybe maybe the offensive line coach. Not sure. Maybe the big man upstairs, Howie or Jeffrey. No, our boy. Uh, Oh God! Why do I always forget his name? Is it Jaws? Are you talking about Jaworski? No, bigger. <laughs> um, Bob Cooter, Jim Bob uh, Cooter, Jim Bob? maybe Jim Bob. Maybe Jim, Bob. Wait, maybe Jim, Jim Bob's on the staff. Yeah, he's an he's a uh, offensive uh, assistant. Yeah, he's an assistant, but he's not the coordinator. No, he's not. Uh, whatever. The Eagles. So, but they around. finally, yes. they finally prioritized running the ball. And what happened? Yeah, we've been uh, clamoring for it really since really since about week 3. And look what it's done. I mean, it's completely changed the dynamic of the Completely team. changed. It's turned them into a top 10 offense. They're, I think they they are number 8 in DVOA. Take that for what it is. But in like I said in the last 4 games they got over 900 rushing yards. And it's it's not just And that hurts and now. that and that's coming off of playing the number 1 rush defense in the league where they Hung up almost 250 rushing yards on them. Right. Yeah, they're... Listen, the Eagles are not a great team, but the Eagles are now competitive. They're as alive for a playoff spot as any team in the NFC could say they are, right? Other than the teams that are absolutely at the yeah. top, your Rams, your Cardinals, your Bucks, any, your Packers. After those four, the Eagles have as good a shot at getting a playoff spot. Even they get, the division is in play for them. It's completely in play for them. Dallas hmm. is seven and three now. They're yeah. five and five. They still have one game against Dallas. And I know Dallas already has a game in hand. Wow, it is closer than I thought. Yeah, but um, they they have a shot, and Dallas is not playing great now. I think Dallas is going to kind of spank the Raiders on Thursday. But. I get that. Yeah, that's my sense too. But the other thing with the Eagles and um, their playoff contention, they do have they have tiebreakers against some of the players in the NFC South, mm. like the Saints, like the Panthers. And to a lesser degree, the Falcons. The Falcons are done. The Falcons but are, yeah, they the are revitalized. They're going to be competitive for the rest of the year as long as Cam's doing. Yeah, his. So they got uh, they got that Cam. win. They got the tiebreaker against them. So there's other teams in the mix, like the Vikings, right? Um, and of course, the NFC West, which everyone but the Seahawks. Is and there's alive. been, and you know, you want to talk about teams that are coming on hot later in the year and teams that are kind of fading. San Fran. San Fran and conversely the Rams. I mean, the Rams look like they peaked too soon. They yes. just got slapped around. But they, they have a bye back week. to back weeks. They have a bye week. They're well coached. They're yeah. highly talented. Um, I don't know who they play this week. I'm drawing a blank. Um, oh, I'm not sure either. Uh, let me pull that up. But 
it's hard not to think that Sean McVay is not going to have, at least on the offensive side of the ball, something for them to, to hang their hat on, so to speak, going into um, this week and the last. Oh, great matchup, Packers. Ooh, that's a good in game. Lambo. Packers defense has been playing very well. So, you know, I don't think that the Packers defense is great either, but the Rams offense isn't playing great. I mean, they let San Francisco beat them up. Um, and San Fran's defense prior to that game had been very mediocre. Now San Fran's defense is looking like that Super Bowl yeah. defense from a couple of years ago, but a couple games is not a season. Um, and, uh, you know, the Rams are going to be there. I don't know how one of the Rams or the Cardinals aren't the five seed. That's probably that's a virtual guarantee. Mm. Um, could that change? Of course, but the Cardinals are winning without Kyler Murray. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And and yes, they got their ass beat by the Panthers. But the other two games, they played an efficient, well-run game where they didn't try to do anything fancy. Right? We're going to beat you with defense and running, but they did it. They did it with Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy was yeah. two and one. Daniel Jones hasn't. I don't think he's got a two and one stretch this season. I didn't even know he was the backup. I would. Uh, I thought he was. I thought Kyler was playing last week, and then saw that he wasn't. Should have started. Colt for three straight, uh, three straight, excuse me, uh, starts, and he was he's gone two and one. Um, and that Panthers game was weird. Like they were never really in it. You knew they yeah. weren't going to throw their way back into it, so it kind of became a foregone conclusion by the second quarter. But if that starts off differently, who knows, right? The Panthers' defense is very good, but their offense certainly isn't. Um, although McCaffrey, being fully healthy again, has seemingly made them viable. Um, in a way that only Christian McCaffrey can. Um, who do the Eagles play this? Oh God, the Eagles and Giants play this mm-hmm. week. Yeah, I literally yep. had we'll a be, yeah, the, yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be at the tailgate. We'll be in the parking lot. Um, I'm expecting a cold and very windy day course. as uh, the Meadowlands is sure to provide. Yeah, it's a swampy graveyard, of course, it's wide mm-hmm. open um, for Hoffa and. Uh, all those mobsters before him. But um, <laughs> I don't see how the Giants are. Actually, they've got their offensive coordinator fired. I could see them being competitive in this game. I don't see how the Giants win this game. Um, they're not doing anything worth talking about coming off of a bye where they had two weeks to prepare. Um, and it's not like like you can lose the game to Tampa. That would have been fine. What was the final score? 30-10. to 10. It wasn't okay. that close. Because Tampa wasn't great on offense. Like, for all the time, the O-line played very well, but for all the time that Brady had, he didn't look that sharp throwing no. the ball. He hasn't looked that sharp throwing the ball since October. So you had an opportunity to come out there and really put it to the defending champs, kind of on a lull, just got beat up by your division rival who is, I guess, better than you. I guess Taylor Heineke is better than Daniel Jones. Um, certainly bearing that out this year. That was another strange game. It reminded me of the playoff game from last year where the Bucks just kind of squeaked by, and this this time didn't happen. Right. But again, Washington played them tough. Washington played them tough, but Brady made the same early mistakes in the mm. Washington game they did in the Giant game. And that pick of the Giant game really wasn't his fault because it was kind of confusing. Oh, my gosh. But it doesn't matter. It was in the red zone. The Giants did turn it into six, but that's it. That's all they could do. It was the only offense they could really generate. And that was on a short field. He got got tackled, what? The 10. Yeah. For fantasy purposes, I was, you know, holding my breath, hoping that Saquon wouldn't catch a little swing pass, take it in. He did not. But you lost anyway. I did lose anyway. That was brutal. (laughs) Brutal. Um, I'm fading on this year, man. Fantasy wise, I, I'm I, I'm, I'm just getting. I, I got I got nothing like 
Josh Allen was supposed to carry me, and he's just he's had a rough November. So hit or miss, um, and has been all year. Um, and like shocking, like you know the the Jacksonville game, ugh, garbage. I, I was expecting him to put up thirty points. It's he walked down, away with three. It's the downside, and he could have had negative one because I turned over a obvious fumble that he had late in the game. Well, that was a fumble. It was definitely was, a fumble. It was like it wasn't. I don't know how he, that didn't stay a fumble. I have no idea. Um, they, uh, I'm sorry, uh, quarterbacks are weird that way. If you take one high, he, he better be, mm-hmm. he better be a world because there's always someone in the middle. Now, granted, you got to find that someone in the middle, right? But it, it, it's too, it's too hard to find a quarterback worth taking that high. Unless, unless I gotta say Lamar Jackson has largely lived up to it when he's played because he's, yeah. he's now throwing the ball. And actually, but Jalen Hurts was the guy you took in the middle rounds. And he has mm-hmm. been, um, he has had a top twelve finish every week that he has started. Every week he has started and played and played wow. four quarters. Yeah, um, he has had a top twelve finish. So that's three games last year because the mm-hmm. fourth game he didn't finish the game, and I believe it's every game this year. Um, yeah, he even when the team was bad because they were putting so much on his shoulders. Fantasy wise, he was still putting yes. up big numbers because he the, was throwing so much and the rushing floor, he picking up a rushing touchdown. And he, he's got he, eight on the year. He's not a great passer, but he is not a bad passer. He yeah. can learn a little pocket awareness, read defenses better, which every NFL quarterback, young NFL quarterback, progresses to, unless they come out the gate slinging it, Andrew Luck style. I mean, this dude could legit be Lamar Jackson Jr. Um, and I don't know why. I think the Eagles are starting to see. Though I agree, the way to use him, mm-hmm. I don't know that the Eagles were ever out on him. You brought up an interesting point in the preseason that like they're going into this year and he is on zero promotional material. He is the yeah. undisputed quarterback this year, mm-hmm. understanding that he's not guaranteed anything next year. But for the twenty twenty one season, Jalen Hurts is the guy unless something crazy happens, right? And they're like, yeah, well, well let's talk about Miles Sanders and Brandon Graham. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, to my knowledge, I'm pretty sure he's still not. In the Novacare complex on this big, you know, poster board that they've got where they talk about the values for the team and everything else. I have to assume the Philly media is loving him. Absolutely. And they should. They, I'm not I'm not against They that. do. They I mean he should. he says all the right things. And now he's starting to now that they've taken a lot off of his shoulders, he is you're really able to see what he can become. You really in my opinion, you have to throw out weeks like I don't know two through five when he was accountable for 80 percent of the offense where he was throwing 40 times a game they were running under five times a game you just got to throw that out because it, unless you're Aaron Rodgers he can't succeed like that so now I think I think that he has fully um, convinced Eagles brass that he is the guy to go with. And that's a relief to me because they're going to have three, likely three first round picks. When they basically have to get hurt right now for them to not have yeah. three first round picks. Um, and use those picks on assets outside of a quarterback. Now you don't have, you don't have the pressure to try to, you know, trade for a Russell Wilson or use one of those or package some of those picks to move up in the draft to get a quarterback. Cause I mean, you might disagree, but there is no like obvious 
None. Rookie quarterback Already coming. Manufacturing guys like the dude from absolutely Pitt who aren't like they're making them first round talent guys because there's not a right. surefire first round talent guy coming out, and that is the danger that the Gi- it's literally the Daniel Jones problem. The Giants wanted Justin Herbert, and Herbert surprised everyone and stayed. Oh. Right, <laughs> right. Just they could have had him too if they just waited. Um, Wow. What do they think? They were going to draft Daniel Jones and be good that season, right? Just take someone else, which they could have. They could have got Josh Allen. Josh Allen, the uh, excuse me, the Jaguars defensive end, or, mm. or which he's great, or yeah. Ed Oliver, who I actually wanted Oliver more than Allen. I really liked um, him coming out. Not living up so much to the hype that I agree. he was getting. But he's not a bad player by any stretch. Wouldn't have been worth where he – the Bills took him or where the Giants would have taken him. But the crazy thing is the Giants came out and said after that draft, they're like, well, boy, was that hard for us to pass up a guy like Josh Allen. They literally said it. So, like, you know yeah. they wanted Josh Allen. They just – they felt like Daniel Jones was their guy. They didn't even say that, which is whatever. And it, they fabricated a guy. That's what they did because did he have some of the talent? Sure. Is he terrible? I don't think he's terrible. I think if he was on a better team, well, if he was a I don't know what to think of him, honestly. He's not good. He's not NFL good. So you you didn't wait for the guy that you actually wanted. Mm. You forced it. And now you didn't get the guy that was worth it. You got some other guy. You're going to have to move on from that guy, almost certainly. And you're going to start again with a whole new staff, whole new team. I hope. I hope all these things happen. And I hope that John Mara is not involved in the hiring process at all. I don't know how that works if he <laughs> fires his GM and head coach, but somehow someone else needs to hire. I want to fire the owner. It's terrible. Who is, and is he really just like a figurehead or is he involved? Is there like a... He's the head of the, like he's the team president. Okay. We don't have, if we have a head of player personnel, I don't yeah. know who it is. It's a pyramid on down, Mara, Gettleman, mm. um... There's a head of scouting that's in there that probably has a lot of say, but he's not in the the chain of decision making. And then it's Judge, um, and I do believe Gettleman and Judge have a as good a working relationship as you could hope for two guys that have only worked together for a year and a half, going on two years, and hopefully it's over. One <laughs> one of them has to go. Um, My suspicion is that it would be Gettleman before Gettleman's, Judge. I think Gettleman's virtually guaranteed to be gone, and I don't like him, so I like it, but I don't know that it's entirely fair. He did waste draft picks on Barkley and Jones, and it's hard to call Barkley a total waste. You can't blame a guy for getting – you can't blame the GM for the guy getting injured. No, certainly not. But you don't take running backs that high because they get injured. So there's your – there, there's where you, he's he's um, reprehensible, and I also think that there was a lot of um, pressure and influence that Mara and the overarching and, and Tish to a lesser degree that the minority owner um, saying we want like we want Eli Manning to be the starter of this team, so they hired a GM who agreed with them, mm. right? That was Gettleman. Um, now whether or not Gettleman was pigeonholed into agreeing with him or he just genuinely believed in that stupid idea. You know, I I don't know. Um, But now they get to coast on their laurels and talk about how Eli Manning was only a giant and make it seem like it was a good thing when really it set your team back two years and you charged your fans season tickets (laughs) and you made us watch your horrible product on the field because you thought you were going to win or compete for a Super Bowl with old Eli Manning on a mediocre to bad team. Doesn't make any sense. And then you mess up the rebuild after Eli, you know, you're done with Eli. I just that is enough. I guess that description is enough. Deserves Gettleman's head, but I don't know how complicit he was to the plans of ownership in 
carrying that out. Um, I think the Giants are still high on Judge. I get less and less high on Judge with each week because now his rhetoric sounds like a slap in the face. doesn't sound like a guy talking mm. about playing good, tough football. sounds like a guy making excuses. One of the ESPN pundits very clearly uh, stated, he's like, why is he saying anything like about how we're going to put a good product on the field? He's like, we got beat today. It's on me. Yeah. I'm going to make sure this team plays better next week. Mm. Got any questions? Right? And if, it, if any different version of that like what are, what are you doing man you've been here two years your team has gotten worse not better while the talent has seemingly gotten better i don't like last year they were so much more competitive especially after the first quarter of the season mm-hmm. it's frustrating let's I, I i can't i can't i can't talk about them anymore <laughs> i they're they're ruining what has otherwise been a very enjoyable nfl season for me i'm basically not a giants fan anymore because it's, <laughs> it's robbing me of my joy of the other 31 teams at this point, I like the Cowboys and Eagles more because at least when they lose, that makes me a little happy. <laughs> the Giants never make me happy. Um, the Eagles, I do not believe, are a legitimate contending team. I would assume you'd agree with that. However, them making the playoffs this year under this coach with this quarterback, this, what, young, young um, assortment of skill mm-hmm. players, would certainly be an accomplishment. Huge accomplishment, and it tells you exactly what to do going forward because they're old on the O-line, but Jordan Milato looks like a high-end left tackle, right? He's playing very you well. you want to cut it right down the middle, like 32 teams, so you're on the high end or the low end of that line, mm. he's definitely on the high end of that line. He's a top 16 left tackle in the NFL. That's pretty good. I'm sorry for an Andre. Like, oh, my gosh. Great, right? Uh, yeah. Part of the reason why I love him so much, um, because he was what a six-round pick who had never put on a helmet before when the Eagles drafted him. I think that this that they are a team that others don't want to face in the playoffs. Certainly not right now. Certainly but- not right now because they are playing a tough physical brand of football where they are just pounding it down your throat. If they continue, and you're taking a beating and you're gonna take a beating in order to beat them if they continue to play the way that they're playing right now going into the playoffs going into just december into what now january is basically the regular season now mm-hmm. um no one's gonna want to play them and right. while some of those games they'll probably lose if they they're they're five and five right now if they go four and three that puts them at nine and eight right and that gives them a legitimate shot at the playoffs if they go five and two, they're making the playoffs because the NFC has proven itself to be mediocre enough where 10 wins is probably getting it done this year because the Saints, a really good team, have just been ravaged by injury. And Trevor Simeon is playing way better than anyone probably thought Trevor Simeon was going to play. But come on, Trevor Simeon is not going to lead the, the Saints to a playoff berth. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Everyone else would have to start losing. And the Eagles coming alive the way that they have in the last few weeks and the Vikings hanging around the way that they have, is making it so that the Saints are not going to be able. And and, and the, the, the the Camthers coming coming along and looking good with Cam back on mm-hmm. the center in Carolina, um, they're going to probably be more dangerous than the Saints at the second half of the yeah. year. But all of these teams that I'm talking about, none of them are great. I mean, Minnesota's the ultimate uh, Jekyll and Hyde team where one week they are unstoppable mm-hmm. on offense, and the next week they're completely anemic. And the defense is just like kind of mediocre to bad. Um, which I have not watched a lot of them team. this week, this They're year. Exciting! They're so exciting. That Packer game was fantastic. I wish I had caught it. 
It was so good. That was a one o'clock start. It was a one. Yeah, it was a yeah. one o'clock game. They had. Um, it really should have been a four o'clock. Yeah, that should have been game of the week. Chiefs Cowboys yeah. get the. Well, I mean, I understand why they picked that. Sure. The Cowboys offense. It certainly should have been a four o'clock game. Cowboys offense has been flat as hell since they got him off their bye. Flat as hell. Mm. They're not running the ball as much. They're yeah. not as efficient in the pass game. Dak doesn't look bad, but he's also not like. What are they doing? Their offense is so very like vanilla. Yeah. And now you're probably not going to have CD this week. You're not having Amari Cooper. So what are you looking at? I mean, if they run the that ball. That hurt them badly. No Cooper la- uh, against yes. the Chiefs, yeah. No Cooper and then losing CD. I mean. Right. Um, yeah, Gallup is not a one. Gallup yeah, is great and then too, but he's not a one. There were just a lot of drop passes. Guys were just sloppy. And, I mean, it's just tough to. You can't just have second teamers try to replicate guys like CD. And I couldn't Lamar watch I couldn't watch any of the, the four o'clock slate games. All three of them were terrible. Red Zone um, did a nice job of right when I was I'm like, oh, why am I watching this? This is terrible. They put another game on. Within, within <laughs> three to four minutes, I'm like, wait, this game is also like, it, they were bad, man. The Cardinal Seahawks game was a slog. What the hell is wrong with Russell Wilson? And he's not throwing a bad ball. Like, you know, when he tried to come back in that Rams game when he hurt the finger, yeah. you could see he couldn't like get touched on the ball. He hasn't looked bad throwing the ball. The off, like everything about the offense just looks terrible. And I know Lockett had a reasonably big game, you know, he had over a hundred yards, but those were blown coverages. God, the, the Seahawks need to blow that. I don't know. Yeah, they probably need to blow it up. I think Carroll. They got a, they got a boot, Carroll. I think it's time, and it sucks because he should go out on his own terms. But I think he's. I don't think he's he not going to do it. He's not going to do nah. it. There's, He'd there's, say, I'm young, I'm spry. <laughs> he does look pretty spry. Okay, he's certainly he spry. spry. He's not young, but he's certainly spry. Um, and he'd say, oh, I, I can do this for five more years. It, it's time. Yeah. Um, and it's the same problem that I think, well, it's the same problem that Jason Garrett just had until he was relieved of his duties. The offense from 2008 to 2012 isn't viable anymore. I'm sorry. You cannot run the ball. Wow, the Eagles are literally proving it. Yeah. Uh, but they do it with an RPO mix-in that yeah. Jalen Hurts makes their run game more dangerous. Certainly. If, if You really saw that on display this week right. against the Saints. They could not run that game plan without a mobile quarterback. Right. Like, as successful. It might be reasonably successful because their O-line's not horrible. But um, it's actually pretty good because everyone's reasonably healthy, right? I mean, Kelsey's playing. Brooks is, Brooks is playing? Not yet. Still waiting for him to come back. Lane, and and uh, Lane is playing. Lane is so playing, everyone, yep. Brooks is in there. I mean, that's They lost Sayamalo uh, earlier yeah. in the year. He's a capable starter. Startable guard. Certainly. Yeah, not, I, yeah I, he's I not a, a pro bowler. He won't get that consideration, but he's a... He's a He'd be starting on the Giants. He would be. Um, he's a he's a very capable starter. But my lot, uh, former and yes, there the Eagles' uh, 2021 second round pick Landon Dickerson of of Alabama uh, has stepped into that role. And while it was a little rocky to start. He has definitely come on, and th- it's in the run game where he really shines, which was his thing. Yes, um, yeah. and again, this is what we're what we're talking about when we were, particularly I was crying to the heavens and saying, "You got to run the ball, like put your players in the best position to succeed," and it's running the ball with them if, from both the offensive line perspective and the skill position perspective how does milton williams look this year 
He has not had a lot of snaps. He hasn't really flashed either. I've been a little bit disappointed. He was a project player, though. He um, was. Um, hard not to think the Eagles knocked this draft out of the park up to this point. Has any other rookie contributed besides Dickerson and Smith? Um, A little bit. On special teams, the mm-hmm. the corner they took, Zach McPherson's pretty good on special teams. Okay. Um, but starter, but like, you know, offensive defense, not really. Um, but Devontae Smith. <laughs> yeah. It, I cannot help but just grin when I watch him play. Because every time you see him isoed, right? Like every time the camera's on him, you're like, yes. hey, that's a nice move. Yes, and it just feels so good. To know that they got it right. Because I watch Justin Jefferson have these monster games and I watch, you know, guys like Jalen Rager actively hurting the team. He you know, he doesn't have zero or more yards in like the last four games. But their game plan <laughs> I'm wait, wait, hold, I was actually literally just He's say, actively hurting the team. Their, their game plan. No, I don't think he well, sure, because Quez Watkins has obviously been yeah. better than Jalen Rager. But um, Which is so sad. It's sad, but also Kudos to Quez Watkins for not yeah. sucking, right? Because Jalen Rager sucks. He absolutely um, does. Their game plan has obviously made them so run heavy that they're throwing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, it's not even comparable the way that they were throwing in September and early October. So the, the thing that changes for them is now you can kind of whittle it down to Smith and Goddard, right? And in this context that's probably how trading Ertz might not look as great because he is he's crushing it with Arizona um and I know it's limited touches but uh he's st- he still got it Zach Ertz is is not uh completely in he definitely process. does <laughs> Goddard and Smith being your pass game titans and what is that that's probably six to seven targets a game for each right and then yeah and and they're running everywhere though yeah and that is exactly what this offense needs they need to run the ball and get Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith no less than eight targets a game. Which, that sounds completely reasonable. You spread another ten targets around every other player on the roster, right? Yeah, now that's, if I had my druthers, I would get the running backs more involved in the passing game. That's something that has not yet come on. And Miles Sanders is a good receiver out of the backfield. He is. Actually, Boston Scott's an all right receiver out of the backfield. Jordan Howard isn't, but he will be. You know what? And Jordan, Jordan Howard is not bad. There's this, like... Yeah. He just has not had the opportunity. He didn't have it in Indiana. He didn't have it in Chicago. I think because they had uh, who's that running back? Oh, who, well, Chicago, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. So like the opportunities weren't there. He's not bad. He doesn't have you know bricks for hands. Like okay, that's fair. He just for whatever reason he's not involved in the passing game. Well, it's not shifty. that he can't do it. He's not very shifty, so he doesn't make for an ideal pass game um, running back because it's hard for him to get into space and make people miss, right? You want him hitting the hole and moving bodies as big and bigger than his. Yeah. I, I get that. Um, but there's, I mean, like Nick Chubb gets virtually no targets on Cleveland. He's a very good receiver. And they even split him out wide. They just never throw to him, right? Yeah. So the skill set's there. And, and the Cleveland passing game, you know, leaves a lot to be desired to begin with. So oh. that's fine. 
I actually I think that because they've become so anemic on offense, if Kareem Hunt returns, it's going to be the same thing that happened in the second half of last year. Kareem Hunt and Dick Chubb are just going to be ridiculous. Everyone yeah. else in Cleveland is going to fall. fall I by feel the like that offense has missed him dearly. Oh, they definitely have. They absolutely have. And it sucks because um, you want to see – like I'm, I'm a Nick Chubb uh, fantasy holder. I, I got a, a share or two. And I would love, love – he was my favorite running back going into this year because that's a great – Offensive line with a run first yeah. offense, and I was like, sure. Kareem and a Hunt's strong good. defense. They don't give him the touches. He's so efficient. They don't give him the touches. And maybe that efficiency is due to a lack of touches. You know, he's, he's fresher. There, uh, There's definitely something to that. But, damn, dude, just give the guy 20 touches. Just give him, give him 20 touches. I hear you. Yeah. And it's going to be hard to do with Kareem there because they're both deserving of 15-plus touches, right? So I get that. But <laughs> even Jarvis Landry looks like – Man, uh, in that <laughs> Cleveland offense. So I'm, I'm good, right? If you, you you make Baker throw as little as possible to everyone else, hunt and chub. You hunt and chub it up. And if you're the Browns, you, you when they when Kareem comes back, they need to institute more 21 personnel where they've got them both on the field at the same time. Yes, and even if you're just going to. You know, they don't have to both be in the backfield. It's nice when they are, right? But you could even like. Hunt is such a talented receiver that you could put him in the slot. I would argue putting both of them all over the place if for no other reason than making the defense think about it. Yeah. The thing that always drives me nuts is running backs are almost unilaterally more athletic than linebackers. And yet when running sure. back, right? And when running backs split out wide, who's covering them? It's, it's, a, it's a linebacker. Yeah. Why that's not exploited more um, aggressively, and this is not just a Browns thing, this is an NFL thing, is insane to me, right? Like, why... Isn't Saquon Barkley just to, to beat this horse to death? Why isn't Saquon <laughs> Barkley lining up in shotgun, right? And then based on the defense, based on the personnel, you know the only thing they can reasonably do is have a linebacker cover yeah. him. Good. Put him on the side that's less heavy and then uh, get him in space. Rookie Saquon actually did that with <coughs> great success. But Eli Manning was throwing him the ball. And I hate to say that I, I miss Eli Manning. <laughs> but, you know, the things that he couldn't do physically, he did have down pat mentally. And he knew if he had Barkley on the outside with a linebacker, he went there every time. It worked every time. That's how rookie Saquon Barkley had 95 catches. Um, you have to take advantage of mismatches on the field. The Giants don't believe in that. The Eagles offense under Doug Peterson definitely did, did not, not believe in did that. Did not believe in that. And it's Sirianni maddening because it feels so, it, like it it feels so obvious. And early in the year, that was absolutely the case. I don't know. Everybody's good. So, you know, it's easy for us to sit here in our chairs and complain. But, yeah, some of this stuff. Jalen Raker's not good. <laughs> You're going to be right about that. Uh, I wish I was Howie's, wrong. Howie's wrong. I You're gonna would be right. like nothing more than to be wrong. It's pretty It's pretty obvious. Um, cause, and, and it's not even just like, oh, he's not getting the opportunities. Or I mean, they forced him into this offense the first yeah. you know, four or five weeks. They still are. They're still trying. Well, he's on the field, but he's not getting looks. Which No, they're still manufacturing touches for him. Oh, they are? Yeah, and this is why he's got, you know, like negative two yards of the last four games or so. They're, they're just trying to work him in. Because you know what? He is a player who I believe is one who – and this speaks to his character, he needs the ball early in the game for him to have a successful game. What, because his head's out of it after that? 
Yeah, I think he gets frustrated. I think he kind of fades away. I don't want that player. No, I don't either. I <laughs> I certainly don't. I want I want Justin Jefferson, but right. that ship has sailed. Yeah, no, he's Boy, did both teams win that trade. It's rare to see both teams win that trade so hard, but it's hard not to think the Vikings won it harder because Jefferson is severely less paid than Diggs for the next three years. Mm. Um, yeah. So, not that, and again, the, you didn't know that Jefferson was going to be a bona fide number one, but it, the, there was some proof there. There was certainly a lot of evidence to suggest The, the knock it. on him was that he was only a slot receiver oh. because that's how Clemson comp- – I'm just, you know, yeah. predominantly used him. He fell to 20-whatever, 26-27 yeah, for, um, for some reason, right? Well, Jamar Chase 20, was, 22, I want to say. 22? Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was lower than that, but okay. Yeah. Um, boy, just after the Eagles. Um. <laughs> Directly after. <laughs> There's a video of the – of Mike Zimmer and their GM, I don't know how you laughing his about tape, it. Though his body, his tape, his you know ballpoint, the route running, all of it, and go yeah he he's just a slot guy. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but the Eagles front office's excuse for taking Rager over Jefferson is that it was a coaching staff who said that. Rager would be the better fit. Did they say this three days after they fired Peterson? I don't know when this news came out. I think I think that came out not long after the draft or maybe early into the... So this is while Peterson's on the... Oh, yeah. Um, it's just a horrendous miss. That's... I have to be honest. from what, And I didn't follow Peterson the way you did when he was the Eagles coach, but he doesn't seem like... He's down with, like, you know, oh, well, I need that guy for my scheme. That doesn't strike me. He he wants the better. He struck me as a guy who would say, oh, no, is he better at football? Give me him, right? Yeah, that's what I would think. Um, Howie Roseman doesn't strike me as that guy. No, again, Howie wants to be the guy that takes the player that no one expected who does really well, a, a la, you know, in an example where it worked, Jordan Mylotta. But he like, but like, he, he, you know, he wants his roses. And that's fine. And late <laughs> Howie's roses. That's uh, late. Listen, late round darts are late round darts. You can go buck wild in the sixth and seventh round, right? Like, there's virtually no bad pick in the sixth, seventh round. If you say this dude who only played rugby in mm-hmm. Australia is the exact guy I want for this reason, yeah. sounds great, man. And make that pick, sure. right? It's like when Mike Tannenbaum used to give Rex Ryan a fifth round pick. He's like, here, you make. You, you just, you, who do you want? You roll the dice <laughs> with this guy. And Rex Ryan picked that great fullback, uh, John Connor, who was really oh, yeah. good in the league for like six, seven years. Excellent lead blocker, right? Rich Ryan's like, I could use this guy. Yeah. Tam's like, go nuts, bro. Ha- have at it, right? Because it's the fifth round. Yeah. Right? Like, un- I mean, undrafted guys beat up fifth round. You're picks throwing darts. Every year, right. Every draft pick is a dart. But if you are not mitigating the reasonable loss between Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson, I'm sorry, you're doing it wrong. And what you could go as far back as you want. Deshaun Watson not being a top one, two, or three pick in the draft that he came out in. What more does the guy need to do? It's insane. They they overvalue their own evaluation, right? And then they ignore the things that the, made the player great at the college level in the first place. Mitch Trubisky was never great at the college level. Never. No. Never great. He started for one year. That's another example numbers. of a manufactured first-round right. quarterback. Over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And the real, the real tragedy is 
passing on Watson, right? Because we've talked about this before. Like, Mahomes coming out of Texas Tech was far from a finished or polished product. Kind of looked like a Brett Farby gunslinger. Kind of is a Brett Farby gunslinger. It just turns out his arm is insane. Yeah. Um, But much like Justin Jefferson, we saw Deshaun Watson have outstanding performances at the highest level of college football. And for whatever reason, these teams and these GMs preferred a, a Mitchell Trubisky. He beat Alabama twice. Yeah. I still think, I still think he is the only quarterback since Saban came to Alabama to beat Alabama twice. Mm. That is insane. I might be wrong about that because I'm not as up on college football. In the national championship, you might be right. Oh, in a national championship, it's absolutely the case because Alabama has only lost three national championships since <laughs> Watson's got two of them. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, <sighs> but back to the, the Jalen Rager thing, what I, in my heart of hearts, believe is in 2014, the Eagles loved Brandon Cooks. Absolutely loved Brandon Cooks and tried to, and tried to trade up to draft him. Well, I believe you went around 20. 20 overall to the Saints. Yeah. Um, Great wide receiver draft. Didn't get him. That uh, that was a very, a very, very good draft. Um, did not get him. And I think they told themselves that Jalen Rager was Brandon Cooks. But was there much to support that? He was good at TCU, right? Rager. Not really. Oh, God. Okay. Um, and part of the reason why I think they convinced themselves, because the, the narrative coming out of the draft was that he didn't really produce at TCU because they had terrible quarterbacks. Okay. So it was like, oh, like, there is so much more to like than what he was able to show because the quarterback play was so bad. Yeah. You know, like, I think I saw something that said, like, you know, in his last year, twenty um, percent of his targets were like catchable passes. It was like really, really bad, really bad quarterback play. Right. So you don't you don't hold it against the player. I, I understand that. Right. But. But again, Allen Robinson, and this year notwithstanding, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, bad quarterback play for the most of their careers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Those are two pretty freaking good wide receivers. Yeah. Right. If you can't, and this is the NFL where it's hard to be good. Mm-hmm. If you're exceptionally talented in college football, you should be pretty freaking good. And if you're going to be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft, you either better, no, you you better look like you're pretty freaking good. And if you're not getting the production in spite of bad quarterback not play, in my head. then maybe you're a third or fourth round pick, right? Yeah. That's, I, I mean, and obviously Rager doesn't even look like that right now, but there's a number no. of factors that, that go into that. I don't understand. Again, if you like Rager in a vacuum, that's one thing. You picked Rager over Jefferson. Yeah. And you talk about being good. I mean, Jefferson was great. Literally had 200-plus yards in a national championship game. Four touchdowns. I mean, it's so obvious. You know what he's doing in the NFL? All of that. All of that. (laughs) Yeah, what, 170 last week and two touchdowns? And Joe Burrow. Against a very talented defense, than Kirk Cousins, Jefferson's still getting it done. Yeah, <sighs> draft is hard. 
You know what annoys me? When uh, Gettleman took Saquon Barkley. This is the problem with getting old logic guys when running backs were viable, like, 10-year players, right? Gettleman said, oh, well, Barkley's a gold jacket guy. You don't pass up gold jacket guys. Really? Why didn't you take Quentin Nelson? Because <laughs> Quentin Nelson is, is getting a gold jacket. As long as yeah. he doesn't leave the game early due to injury or personal position, yeah. Quentin Nelson is going to the Hall of Fame. Can you say that about Saquon Barkley? You can't, right? So you had the opportunity to take Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. And that was – Gettleman used that because they were like, well, the Giants kind of need a quarterback, so uh, what gives, Dave? <laughs> oh, he's this gold jacket guy. He don't pass up gold jacket guys. And Quentin Nelson's just – and everyone knew. Everyone knew that Quentin Nelson was going to be this good. Yeah. His comp was Larry Allen, the giant, uh, incredibly athletic Dallas Cowboys guard from the three Super Bowls they won in the 90s. Played for like 20 years for the franchise. Wow. First, yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer. Completely deserving of it. Like, yeah, Quentin Nelson's a fast version of him. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. He's a fast version for O-line set. He's a fast version of Larry Allen. Gettleman's like, wow, but look at his running back. And I think it's no coincidence that the Colts have really turned it around since, since he's returned. Healthy. Yeah, and he, he went out late in that game. I really hope that it doesn't derail their season. Well, you kind of hope it derails I really hope it does. <laughs> Their all lines good in general, though. But he's a, he is. He's a true separator. He's a difference maker. Yeah. He basically, I don't know that you can stop him in the run game without uh, trying to have two defenders eat him up, right? Like, I want to see, oh, my God, it could be this week if he plays. I don't think he's playing, though. Nelson Vitavea. That is a match, oh, yeah. right? Like, never in the history of the NFL have I been so excited about the possibility of a guard DT <laughs> matchup, and yet I'm probably not going to get it. But those are two guys with motors, um, but I don't believe. Actually, Vita might not be playing either. He didn't play against the Giants. No. They still can run the ball. What about uh, Quentin Nelson and Danny Shelton? What? <laughs> Danny Shelton is just he's just space. He's just space <laughs> he's a big him. body. He's no bush. He, the, the Browns. No, he just stays in place. He's a good run stopping, run stuffing DT. He's a good NFL. He's just player. like a cement block. Even Vita Vey, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Vita Vea's motor is insane for a man his size. Danny Shelton. Yeah, absolutely. Just, Danny Shelton is just a man of the same size. <laughs> that, that's not comparable at all, dude. I was looking at him on Monday night, and I was like, "Damn, this can be rough." What, Shelly? Running inside. Yeah. But the, they didn't. The Bucks did not run the ball. I'm talking about for the Eagles this week. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, against the Giants. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you're even saying this. Yeah, it might not be great for them to run the ball. They've actually reasonably stopped the run well, what, for the last month or so? But no. I mean, like, Daryl Williams for the Chiefs couldn't run the ball. I think he had like 30 yards against the Giants. Mm. He had like nine catches. Yeah, see, the Eagles don't do that. They don't get the running backs involved in the passing game like that. If they are insistent on only running downhill against the Giants, I could see them having a problem, especially since the Giants are going to match up fairly well. Again, I'm going to say this with like a huge grain of salt. <laughs> fairly well on the outside against the Eagles. Um, but Devonta Smith, obviously. I mean, if, if I'm the Giants, I'm doubling Smith. Make someone else beat me, right? Like, if you don't want to do a straight double because you like Bradbury on him, I can understand sure. that. But you you should have some safety help in his direction so he's not beating you inside kind of thing. Um, and then after that, Goddard, I, you know, Goddard's probably going to be a bigger problem for the Giants than Devon Smith. I think Smith. so. But um, I, I don't see I don't see a world where the Giants um, can win this game. I do see one where it's competitive, 
where oh, I definitely where the Giants that. may even have a fourth quarter lead at one point. I just don't see how the Giants can win this game short of a complete eagle implosion. And if Sirianni gets back to his September ways, um, I guess maybe. I think he's past that. I agree. I'm not. I, I don't expect it. I was leery of it going into last week because the Saints defense is so stout and so damn good. Right. Um, and especially early, early in the game, they couldn't get it going. Right. On the ground, and I was afraid he was going to fall back to those old ways, where the first couple carries. Don't really produce, and then all of a sudden, there's no, there's no rushes for the running backs in the second and third quarter. Jalen Hurts is responsible for ninety percent. Yeah, now and now he's game. now he's dropping back every every play. Um, so I think he's past that. I I mean, for your sake, I hope so. At this point, I basically just want the Giants to lose to really just hammer. I the know that on. feeling. Um, cause I'm sick of, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of everything with this team there, the, the finger pointing, which they haven't done too much, but they just fired a guy. So, and he, it, it's such a double-edged sword cause he deserves to be fired. He's called a bad offensive game plan pretty much all season. Um, he, I single-handedly blame him for the Washington loss in week two. You're talking Garrett? Garrett. Mm. Like, the offense was playing well, and yes, Daniel Jones hit Darius Slayton in the hands in the end zone, and he dropped it. That's not Garrett's fault. But if they weren't, what, treaded in idle for the whole second and third quarter of that game, I mean, they had a they had one point they had a twelve point lead, and they're just a run, run, pass, run, run, pass, threes and outs, and they were moving the ball well. Jones was playing very well in that game, and then you give the uh, Washington football team an opportunity to come back. You could argue that the Atlanta game was equally his fault because why the hell are the Atlanta Falcons holding you to 14 points? Whatever. It, it's so very, very frustrating just to see everything with this team. I, if they lose, then maybe they, they fire everybody. I can't I can't have a Judge-Jones combination next year. Can't have it. If you want Judge, I need a new quarterback. If you want to roll it back with Jones, Judge has got to fucking go and you gotta have a coach that wants Jones don't pigeonhole a coach into Daniel Jones so if you're keeping one you or John Mara keeping one in my fictional scenario I'm fine with keeping Judge because I will get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson <laughs> but obviously that's that, not a guarantee that's a huge I mean that is a difference maker. I think Danger Russ is a real possibility I, I honestly do um, and it's not like me talking um about, uh, you know, like something that's not in the works at all. Russell Wilson has expressed an interest in New York. and the He Gi- has. Yeah, and the Gi- and Seattle should, should, emphasis on should, uh, blow this whole thing up. Um, but so should the Giants. But the Giants actually have talent at a lot of levels. If they were to somehow get Russell Wilson. That would be gigantic. And add one or two O-linemen. You're a legitimate contending team. I'm, you know, and you know Super what? Super Bowl contending. Russell you're... Wilson is no stranger to Garbanzo <laughs> Bean's offensive lines. He would make it work. Actually, the he would do. Actually, he would. He would be. Those. You would probably see vintage Russell Wilson, where he, you know he's falling back, spinning around, going from the left hash to the right hash, and then making a throw downfield and hitting Galladay. But we're closing in on an hour. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Three games on the slate. 12-30 game, I love this. Not the matchup, but just the 12-30 start. 
as we are familiar, the Lions are hosting. They host the Bears. Cowboys hosting the Raiders. Now, this is a change of pace. The Saints host the Bills. What's your take on these three games? Um, I'm going to take the Bears over the Lions because the Lions are absolutely anemic. I don't think that – look, skip the game. Don't watch it. Um, are the Lions going to get a win this year? I, mm, you kind of you kind of say, yeah, they have to, it, but, but the Bears this might be terrible. their best shot. It might be their best shot, but the Bears aren't terrible. How are the and Lions? I'm, gonna, and my gut tells me the Bears win. The Bears are going to win and probably on defense. Like it's going to be. Oh, like, it's going to be such like two, a two pick sixes. <laughs> uh, gonna I was going to say this is going to be a field goal fest. I mean, I just see. Oh God, I could see a game where <laughs> it's fifteen to twelve. The um, Dallas game, I see Dallas shellacking the Raiders. I see that too, mostly because Dallas has just been so flat, and they're good. They're a good team. The Raiders seem to be reeling. I don't mm-hmm. see a lot from them that suggests that they're going to overcome. And then, <sighs> by the way, have you noticed more and more? Derek Carr looks like Marvin from Home Alone. <laughs> No, I have not noticed. Let that. me show you a picture because it is jarring. I don't like. The, he used to buzz his head. He he's got to go back to that. What's he doing? He trying to get some swagger from that flow because it's not. It's definitely not working. I I <laughs> hold on, Marvin Home Alone. I gotta see it. I'm not picturing it in comparison. It, I mean, just put a helmet on Marvin and it's him. No, I'm I'm out. Stop I, I'm, it. I'm out. It's uncanny. Hold on. Marvin Home Alone. Derek Carr. Okay, I'm seeing it in the brow. Look at this. Oh, the hair. The hair. It's absolutely the hair. I, I'm still I'm it's an it's gonna be a no for me, dog. Um, but I am seeing it in the brow and forehead co- I mean, the hair is making it. <laughs> Uh, it's the holiday season. Um. <laughs> but they're but you're right. They're reeling right now. Yeah, I'm not seeing a lot from um, I'm not seeing a lot from the Raiders that gives you a lot of uh, happiness. Even Darren Waller, who I, he's an elite tight end, but boy, does he look like a tight end because there has been no explosive production from this man since his 19 target Week One game against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and. Uh, Dallas is due. They're too good. They are too yeah. good to not show up in this game at home on Thanksgiving. You know, I wish it was in Las Vegas. Yeah, that would be beneficial to Vegas sure. and to you as an Eagles fan, hoping mm-hmm. for whichever yeah. playoff berth you can get. But eh, even then, I'd still take the Cowboys. Oh, I would too, but I think it would give the Raiders a better shot, no the doubt. The does seem to have some... Uh, what? Yeah, but they just some... can't move that Salvation Army... Um, kettle what it never dallas? leaves oh really never leaves dallas uh, um gets in it it moves <laughs> that is true and then bills. um i'm taking the bills you think they do for a bounce back game Josh they Allen need to close me and i'm taking the bills <laughs> god i need that dude i i feel my season Who's home the Saints. The Saints are home, right? Yeah, that there's that'll matter. That'll definitely matter. Oh that'll yeah, play a part. Um, but but you know, I feel like that Bills offense will play fast on the turf. I feel like and to get out of the elements of Orchard Park, man. Kamara is not playing. Oh yes, Mark Ingram might not play. Really? 
Tony Jones Jr. would be your bell cow for the New Orleans Saints. Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, and Traquan Smith would be your number one, two, and three pass yeah. catchers in whichever order you want to put them in for the Saints. Catching passes from Trevor Simeon. They lost Adam Troutman to IR uh, on Monday. Did they really? Yes. What? So, two. Deron, John, uh, an ankle sprain? High ankle sprain? Oh. Uh, oh, okay. So, it's not season ending. Jerron Johnson. Jerome Johnson? I forget what his name is. And uh, Nick Vanette are the tight ends. Mm-hmm. So, like, think that yeah. offensive skill position set, like, horrendous. Yeah. And there's a possibility that both Ryan Ramchick and Taron Armstead don't play a tackle. Yeah. How? <laughs> How? How are they five and five? Well, they weren't this hurt. Yeah. You know, the first two months of the season. Um, I need it, man. I need I need my boy Josh Allen to have a big bounce back game. Because I'm circling the drain right now. Yeah. I feel, the, I feel my fantasy season just slipping away. And you know what? I felt it. I started to feel it. When I lost Gus Edwards. <laughs> that was before week one. And I have been uh, holding on for dear life ever since. I'm sitting at a... Oh, I'm actually much like the Eagles. I'm sitting at five and six. Oh, the Eagles are five and six? I thought they were five and five. Five and six. Oh, they haven't had their bye yet. I haven't had a bye. Oh. Um, oh, so I'm, I'm wrong. They don't have seven games left. They have six. Yeah. All... Uh, much harder. All against the vaunted NFC East. Including a week 18 matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, which at this juncture, I'm expecting they'll be sitting there starters, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, But I need Josh Allen to have, I need him to have the game that I was, the game I was expecting when I drafted him as the second quarterback off the board. Yeah. And he's had a few of those games. Uh, October, Josh Allen was looking insane, (sighs) but, um, I actually don't think that he's going to have a monster game. I don't think I so. Think this that offense that also, that offensive line is a major weakness right now. And it's causing a bunch of problems. He's not looking good. He's rushing throws. He's doing like early Josh Allen stuff where he's just kind of like falling back in the pocket and just like trying to shed off tackles and forcing the ball and fumbling the ball. It's just it's not good, and it's not going to get any easier against a tough Saints defense. Listen, that offense, as you noted, lacking talent. Right. But the defense does not. Yeah. But at every, at literally every level of the defense. You said it yourself, the Eagles just ran all over them, and they were the number one rush defense. Now the Bills are the not Bills are not going to do that. No, no, they're not. But. Especially with the weakness being on the offensive the, line. The Bills don't need – so, like, the the strength of the Saints is their high-end players, right? Like, Marshawn Lattimore being a shut-down corner. Their number two corner is Eli Apple. I've seen plenty of Eli Apple. So, there's no need, literally no It's need. those linebackers that I really think of. Well, they're, DeMario they're, they're, Davis they're, they're flying very, around. Quan Alexander. Good linebacker, and DeMario Davis, great and linebacker. That offense, and that defensive line is just tough. Oh, yeah. Man. The Saints defense, yeah. that's why I don't think the Bills are going to have a huge game. Actually, I mean, Eli Apple might be the weak link in that defense. That's my point. So, the Bills don't need digs, to feed digs, digs. No, the Bills don't need to feed Diggs. <laughs> they need to feed him. I, I need the bang-bang. <laughs> I know you need the bang-bang. But I don't think you're getting it this week. I do. I could see. Listen, I could totally see Josh Allen throwing three touchdowns: one to Beasley, one to Knox, one to Beasley. Beasley's due as um, much as it kills me. He is due. But I could also see that score being twenty-one to seventeen. 
it, it's totally if that's the, the case Bills putting up 30 is probably that's okay be- with me as long as the bill's defense doesn't get a touchdown <laughs> <laughs> that i can't stand for are you, are you dealing with no not playing Alex. No, but I need I need I need Josh Allen to be a part of these touchdowns. Oh, oh I see. What, well, what if it's a Zach Moss fumble? Come again? Zach, you said Saints defense can't have. Oh, the Bills defense can't have a touchdown. Can't have. Yeah, Sorry. I just I cannot have. The, I can't have Trevor Sibian. Robin <laughs> one to Tre'Davious White. Actually, Tre'Davious is out, right? Really? I, think I so. love him. He, he, he's probably then, the best corner. Um, well, no, Jalen Ramsey's best. Then Micah Hyde or oh yeah, the whole defense is very yeah. good. I can easily see a tip pass. Um, I don't think you're going to get your wish. I do think that the Bills are going to win though. Um, and I That'll could be nice. see it being fairly handily because I mean the Saints have been playing at a very high level with this cast of cast offs, right? <laughs> like the, the team of of misfit toys. And with no Kamara there to truly threaten, hell, there might. I think Ingram's going to play, but with no Kamara there to be a true separator on offense, I don't know what the Bills are afraid of. Right? Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing to be afraid of. Bills defense is good. Um, it's certainly better than the Eagles defense, who let Simeon come back at the end of the game, but mostly had that game in hand for mm-hmm. you know most of that game. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing it. And then uh, Eagles Giants, I'm taking Eagles 27. The Giants, 16. Okay, so again, for fantasy purposes, I, I at least need Miles Sanders to I also cross the goal Miles line. Sanders. I also need Miles Sanders. What? Yeah, I need Miles Sanders. In um, what league do you so have Miles Sanders? I have a, a pickup league that I – this is real. I started 0-6. I'm wow. now 5-6 and six and in fifth place <laughs> in this league. So – and it, only four teams make the playoffs. So – Wow! I have an opportunity. Okay. I have right. I have <laughs> We're both going to be <laughs> chanting "Run, Booby, Run." I have an opportunity, and I also have Barkley and Zeke in this league. I'm probably starting all three. Wow. Oh yeah, it was ten team league. Worth noting, ten team mm, league. Okay. Um, I need the guy I'm playing. His starting lineup last week put up 227 points in standard PPR. He had Herbert, Eckler, Taylor, Chase. Uh, wow. Both, both. I do believe that coming off of literally four touchdown games and five touchdown, a five touchdown game in the case of Taylor, both are gonna are due for a down game. I think, you can't have I think Taylor, you can't have four touchdowns and then the realist to me says Taylor's gonna have a huge down game and Eckler's gonna be fine because Eckler's Eckler's almost down game proof because of the way that the Chargers don't use tell him. me that because he's. A big reason why I lost in the playoffs for the last two years in a row. <laughs> I'm just telling you, he is. Oh, oh wait, oh you've had him the last two years. Oh yeah, and he down gamed it hard. Oh, uh, he has one what, down game all year. It tends to be when I'm in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume in the next couple of weeks you have to play Nick, so you will. Um, yeah, you will need to hope for that down game uh, that week because you're going to desperately need it to beat that <laughs> damn near perfect roster. Um, but uh, yeah, I I need Miles Sanders. I need Zeke to to make the Raiders look stupid. And uh, mm. if I can get out of playing Barkley, I might. <laughs> if I have a better alternative, I might play anyone else. And I do. I could swap in Mike Williams from the Chargers uh, as my flex instead of uh, instead of uh, Saquon. I I just wow. You think that the t- I actually think Saquon will have a decent game though because what's the one thing that they probably are really mad about? And in giant Saquon got no touches against Tampa, right? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and Saquon with touches is still better than most players yeah. 
getting touches. So it's hard to ignore um, because he's he's such a dual threat. So, yeah, I'm taking the uh, Eagles 27-16, but I'm going to have a second score of Eagles 27-26. Because the Whoa. Giants, hold on, hold on. This is if the Giants get up big early and then just find a way to blow it. <laughs> that's it's classic, classic. Uh, well, I, it won't be a miracle at the Meadowlands three. It'll be a miracle at the Meadowlands two point five. But I'm expecting the much more handy Eagles win, um, where like the Giants actually lost twenty seven to eight, but they ran. Uh, they got a last two minute uh, drill touchdown and then went for two and got that too. So, who knows? Um, mm. I think um, I'm going to be kind of right there with you. Yeah, I am. I'll take the Eagles 27-20. I think uh, I think two field goals for the Eagles. Was, it feels right with uh, the Giants picking up a couple scores and Graham Gano kicking a couple also on a short field. Yeah, oh, Gano might have five field goals in this game. Well... Uh, but they'll still never look like they stand a chance. Um, yeah, I uh, I want to give thanks for the Giants losing the rest of the season, getting a top five pick, and put me on my misery. And go Lions, because the Bears could give me a higher first round pick mm, too. Yeah, um, I'm rooting for a Dolphins loss, of a, course. A Dolphin, Colts loss. I don't even know why Dolphins. And, oh, never mind. I totally yeah. know why you want. But, but they both Carson need needs to, to play. They both Carson need to string to up some losses for me. Give me that vintage Dolphins 2020 Carson Wentz experience. I think the Dolphins are going to get spanked. Um, good. Against the Panthers. Good, I, good, good. The Colts are playing Tampa. I could. Eh. Oh, good. Right. Yeah. Nice. I, the Colts just messed the Bills up. Yeah, that was not ideal. Uh, but like you said, maybe they shot the load. Adrenaline's out. <laughs> Tom, listen, Tommy. Tommy's due because he has been flat as mm-hmm. hell all of November, um, and that offense is too good for him to be this flat. And and just in general, he's been very good um, since then, or since all season, I should say, with the exception of these last three games he's played. So, um, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. So for Matt, I'm Ant. Thank you for tuning in to the football heavy podcast please rate review and subscribe on your favorite channel stay heavy